Hey there, Nebraska. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, if that intro sounds a little bit different, that's because as much as I love Omaha, we are actually venturing outside <laughs> city limits this week. We are heading a little bit northwest to Newman Grove. A town you may not be totally familiar with, but I can bet by the end of this podcast you are going to be wanting to visit. That's because I'm chatting with the owners of City Cafe, Adam and Don Witchell. Guys, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks. I had the real pleasure this past weekend of visiting City Cafe with my wife, Sarah, and Introducing that idea to her was a little interesting. She, When I said, hey, w- let's go to this place in... It's called Newman Grove, and she's like, where is that? And I'm like, well, it's west somewhere. We'll figure it out. So basically, I had to convince her to make a four-hour round trip to have one meal at a diner. But this was a place. You guys have such a strong social media game. I've been following City Cafe for years and monitoring it and just... Every like like every tweet is just a little bit pushed further where it's like, okay, I gotta visit, I gotta visit, I gotta visit. And then I think the the pushing point was when, and we'll get to this later, but the pie delivery. Once sure. she tasted your pie, then it was like, Okay, yeah, now we can visit. This is no longer a crazy idea. So um I just wanna open up the mics to you guys as we start off here. How would you describe City Cafe to someone who's never been there for the first time? I would say it's probably the quintessential what you would expect in rural America, um, kind of a mom and pop shop. It's mm-hmm. got still got the original wood paneling from forty or fifty years ago from you know the last remodel. Um, but if you if you dig a little bit deeper behind the paneling and you, you take off the the false ceiling, pop one of those those tiles out, it still has the original tin you know up above, and it still has the brick you know on on the north or on the east and the west walls there and you know it still has the the, the old bones of of you know old town human grove i guess yeah i was gonna say also we've tried to keep so there's like this old retro mountain dew logo sign yes. right, uh, which i think a lot of those have gotten taken down at one point and so um we want to keep it and i think it just kind of adds to the authenticity maybe yeah, you don't see what we're trying to keep you don't see that marketing anymore you know the old pepsi or coke or, uh-huh. or dew signs so it kind of, I think, adds to the flavor of, of of the cafe, I guess, the aesthetics of it. And it adds intrigue. I remember, like, <laughs> you know, that's you guys' uh, Twitter avatar. Right. And I, and I saw the sign. And I'm like, okay, City Cafe, but why, why does it say Mountain Dew? Like, why is there an old school Dew logo on there? But it was intriguing. It drew me in. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it came with the building, and, you know, it, it didn't really make sense to come up with a new logo to put, you know, in its place. It kind of has its place there now, and... Also, those signs are really expensive. They are. Yeah. So uh, yeah. use what you got. So I there's so much I want to discuss in the show. I want to, as I mentioned, <laughs> talk about the social media game you guys have. I want to talk about the pie runs. I want to talk about Grovers, okay. which I'm very excited <laughs> about. But I think before we can get to any of that, I want to get back to the start, where this all began. So you two mm-hmm. are Omaha natives yes. who hadn't lived outside the city previously correct but then you see in 2014 this cafe in newman grove comes up on craigslist i believe yes how do you make the decision that (laughs) we're going to leave our hometown go out to this place that we've only visited a few times and buy a cafe before we went to newman grove so we were family teachers at boys town Mm -hmm. and we knew that we were kind of talking about 
our next transition and what that might look like. Um, and so we, since we got married, had talked about maybe owning our small business of some sort. And we had casually looked at a few others in Omaha. Um, we aren't people of means. And so we were looking for a business that we could start or operate that didn't require us to mortgage to the hills. And so I mean, lives away, which is very tough to do. Yeah. Right. Um, So funny story. If you get out of Omaha and property taxes, you can do a whole lot more. (laughs) Um, And so uh, one night, Adam, he I mean, we've always kind of kept an eye on Craigslist just out of curiosity for what might be listed. But um, he came across a listing one night that said turnkey um, diner. And so uh, he showed me the listing and you can kind of explain it from there. But yeah, I just it was the middle of December and we came across the listing and I thought, well, this is kind of intriguing. The price point was right. Like everyone else who's come across Neiman Grove, I had to Google it to see where it was. And I went, <laughs> it's two hours away between North Fork Columbus. Okay. It's not too terribly far. Um, and so we kind of, you know, during the holidays, especially at Boys Town, there's a million things going on. So we ended up going up about a month later in January. Um, and we met with Phyllis Weitzel, who was, the current owner and she had had it for 25 years and was kind of a legacy in her own right up there. And, um, we had a really nice visit. It was one Sunday afternoon, kind of like you guys did, like checked out the town and, and checked out her and, and we had a pretty good feeling about it. And we, we went back up, uh, mid March, we had a family vacation in Colorado. And so coming back home, we decided to swing up and check out again. And I think we probably were sold by that point. Yeah. And in May we went out and Made an offer on it and took the plunge. (laughs) I I can see why you guys were taken with Newman Grove because there was a part of us that we were too like, after we were there for like an hour, like everyone were driving by, Sarah's giving them like the two finger wave and everything. Like she was all in on it. It was so cool. Well, and like you think about what it would mean to really simplify your life or, you know, mm -hmm. you're literally, you're, you're working, you're making dinner, you're going to bed. I mean, like that's about what's left. And so it's just a simplified way of living, I would say. Um, I would also say Newman Grove is, um, for its size and its location has a lot of selling points. Mm -hmm. It still has the pre-K through 12 school. They just passed a bond issue. And as you guys probably noticed, they're expanding the, uh, the school onto the one side of the highway there. Um, there's a nursing and assisted living facility in town. Um, there's plenty of ag business in town. So there's there's actually business in town. The main street's still pretty vibrant. Um, the has, grocery store across the street. Yeah. I mean, we, we have, could park at a grocery store in Omaha, and this yeah. one is closer to us than right. you know, going from a yeah. parking right. lot. Right. I mean, we literally sure. walk literally. across the street. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bank. There's actually a bowling alley in town. Nice. Um there's um, dentists, some antique shops. I mean, there's, yeah. there's actually a lot of services that for a town of seven to 800, you wouldn't normally expect. Come across. Yeah. Now you guys said that you wanted to own a mom and pop shop together, but did either of you have restaurant experience or cooking experience? Not really. Uh, <laughs> that means no. <laughs> I don't want to discredit, you know, my, my time in high school working at a pizza hut. But, uh, not, not really. Um, Dawn had a little more, not necessarily restaurant experience, but she had um, business experience, I guess, um, working with Starbucks. She was with Starbucks for a number of years, um, which helped. And then being at Boys Town, you're cooking for eight to t- eight to 12 people a night on average. Mm-hmm. And then when you have holidays roll around, you're talking 30, 30 to 50, yeah. 60 people maybe. And so, you know. I mean, that's a special for us now. That's a special mm-hmm. now. So, you know, really the numbers aren't too far off of that. And 
you know, we had plenty of years there tweaking some different recipes and stuff and figured, you know, we could kind of parlay that into the cafe. So what was that transition like though? Because I want to be very clear to anyone listening. Like these are not absentee owners. You go visit, it's them in the back and you right. can banter back and forth with them as they make your food. Right. It's super fun. But like you guys are in the weeds doing it. Right. Um, well, and some days we are in the weeds and we really don't get a chance to go out and talk, but we try to get out and engage as much as possible, especially with people. I mean, we, we engage with the locals, but they, you know, we see them on a regular basis. We really try to make the effort if you come from out of town because, you know, or like, like, let us know if you came yeah, from out of town. Yeah. Sometimes people are on the slide and they might tweet like, hey, we went up and you're like, hey, I'm in the background of that picture. We want to talk. acknowledge it if you committed. I mean, it's if you're coming out of Omaha or Lincoln, you're committing about five hours, you know, four mm-hmm. hours driving and an hour up there, give or take. And so, like, we want to acknowledge that you took the time to actually cam- come up. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, staffing wise, it's us and we have a waitress that's Tuesday through Friday, but Dolores, Dolores yeah, she's the, uh, who has her own story. Right. Um, but I mean, she has four kids and they show cattle and I mean, super active right. with her kids and everything. Uh-huh. And so, um, and then we have Paula who teaches second grade normally mm-hmm. um, in St. Ed. And so she helps out on the weekends sometimes or school During breaks, summer, yeah. you know, and then we have, um, well, Sarah, she's in college now, but that's it. You and know. so it's us and maybe one other staff, possibly two, if we're playing our cards right. And so, um, you do everything. I mean, I can tell you exactly how things are made because we're making it. I can right. tell you, you know, how the dishwasher works because we're the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody you know? does everything. Yeah, so. it's all hands on deck. So, so what is that first day like? Like you guys purchase a restaurant. I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. did a lot of research. You know, you, you talked to the previous owner and everything and tried to learn stuff. But when you're actually doing it, what was that like? Yeah. So like he had hinted, I mean, we would do a big Sunday brunch at Boys Town. And so you might have 12 or 15 people by the time you get all your kids involved. Um, but that's a little different from short order cooking. Mm-hmm, uh, right. You know, like your sunny side up egg isn't the same as my over hard egg because I made them and that's how kids ate them. And right. so um, that was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, Phyllis had like not to, to bring it down. So Phyllis had unexpectedly passed away mm-hmm. um, the last Sunday in June. And so we had, in our agreement, had arranged it for the next eight weeks for her to transition with us right. uh-huh. to kind of show us the ropes and, you know, all those secret recipes that you never write down, kind of share all that stuff with us. Um, and so, unfortunately, we never got that time with her. Um, but her good friend Peggy um, agreed to kind of stay on for the first week that we were open. And at that point, we'll take the first week. I mean, we'll anything was um, yeah. was a a blessing. Yeah. So, uh, we just kind of learned as we went and we had quite a few mishaps and we still want to say thank you to the town for appreciating us that first couple of months while we're getting our sea legs. Um, and, uh, we had equipment issues and we had supply issues and it's all the, the aches and yeah, all the pain points <laughs> that you can imagine still happened. Uh, but the growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you we survived. Made it through. We did. Yeah. And you came out stronger on the other side. Yeah. So what, was the initial response from the locals because they're used to having Phyllis run this place for 25 years then all of a sudden these people that they don't really know very much at all show up and are running their cafe what was the response I think overall it was positive Uh I think there was a little bit of an appreciation that there was at least somebody there that's going to try and and move it along um she had had it listed for several years and didn't have a whole lot of offers on it. And so I think the the fact that someone came up and took over kind of was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
though I'm sure there was some concerns about two kids from Omaha coming up and how long that would last. But everyone was pretty receptive. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of, well, this is what Phyllis would do or what Phyllis did. Um, I think they kind of just let us get our, our feet wet and try and figure it out. And so we're, we're pretty appreciative of the fact that they, they let us do that and kind of let this work the kinks out and, and you know get better, I guess. Yeah. I would argue that, I mean, again, given the market, like there's a lot of small towns that would be very accommodating and welcoming and encouraging people to start or take over a business in a small town and just having that fresh blood and energy and and, uh, interest in their town. And so I think Newman Grove was a great example that um, they kind of embraced us. They wanted to make sure that there was a place where everyone could have their afternoon coffee and they can have a place to socialize and talk about grandkids and rain gauges. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I, at the end of the day, I mean, we can talk about food, but really it's the community operation that that we're trying to maintain. And so just having that connection really is what has supported the cafe at this point. So when you, take over a classic institution. I'm sure that there, you know, you have ideas in your head. There's things that you're excited about and, you know, there are all these possibilities that you have popping around, but you don't want to change too much because people are very used to what they're used to and they don't want their city cafe to change. So how do you balance that respecting all their traditions with incorporating these creative new ideas that you have? Well, I... Go slow and ask for feedback. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We have done that. We've honestly put little surveys out on the counter and gotten feedback, you know, that way. Um, And we haven't really taken away the traditional stuff. We've just slowly incorporated some different newer stuff. Um, And it's probably helped build our audience a little more. Um, You know, we, we just started doing, we did what we call a Sriracha breakfast burger, which is bacon and over easy egg and Sriracha mayo on it. Mm -hmm. And that's actually gone over really well. Um, it kind of, we've had some old timers that have tried it that have been okay with it, you mm-hmm. know, but it's also brought, you know, we get people from out of town and that's kind of like a go-to, it's a popular thing. And so, you know, we still do the, the meat and potato kind of stuff too. We just did Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes yesterday. And yeah. so, I mean, we try to appease both sides. So. Well, I don't even think it's a sides issue. Yeah. I think um, once people kind of trust you, they'll try some newer things. Mm-hmm. And That's so true too, yeah. uh, I think we've slowly gained some trust and um, they're a little more adventurous. Like mm-hmm. don't discredit rural Nebraska as being sheltered because um, there are some really sophisticated palates out there. Right. Um, and uh, just because they live in a smaller town doesn't mean they don't know good food. Right. But we put some stuff out there that I didn't think would go over well that went over really well. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's right. Don't just dis- don't discount them. Yeah. Not not to put you on the spot, but can you think of maybe one or two that you were kind of like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. And then it was like, oh, wow, they love it. Well, I, I've told the story before, but when we hosted the Red Hat Ladies, we did a Thai curry yes. uh, soup. Uh-huh. And like the average, I mean, to be a Red Hat, you have to have at least 65 years. In. Uh-huh. And so... Um, it's not a younger crowd, but, you know, uh-huh. we'll, we'll say it nicely. Um, they're experienced. And uh, every single one of them had ordered the soup that afternoon. And so that I, was just, that was a surprise I for was, us at that point. I thought we'd be sitting on that soup at the end of the day. And <laughs> it was gone before really the big noon rush hit. I mean, yeah. they all came in and cleaned it out. So credit to them. You know, yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I like you were talking about the sriracha. It's by far, if you run the numbers, our most popular like yeah. special burger. Uh-huh. Um, also, you, we were talking about all hands on deck. And so when you're the one cooking the food, you notice if everyone's taking off a topping or right. if everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, hold the jalapeno or whatever that looks like. Um, then we kind of 
that's our instant feedback. Or when you are the dishwasher, you see that you're clearing off a lot of, you know, whatever. The same thing. Right. Okay. Well, that portion was a little too big of lasagna. Okay. We got to, you know, trim it down. So I think that helps also because you're just constantly getting that feedback from your customers. Uh Uh-huh. If there's something that you guys could go back right now and tell the 2014, 2015, as you're getting started versions of yourselves, what would that be? Boy, I don't. I don't know that I would necessarily tell them anything. I mean, I, you kind of have to let it run its course. And mm-hmm. I think we let it run its course. Um, and I think it probably made us better for it. Honestly, you know, I think probably being receptive to what, you know, or reading, you know, in between the lines, what our customers are saying and adjusting from there. Yeah. I would say like, um, don't lose faith, like keep yeah. track. You know, uh, we had a Sunday buffet for years because that was kind of also a Phyllis legacy. And we were, it's kind of a sacred cow and we didn't want to take it off, but more and more people were trying to order off menu and we right. had just done only buffet on Sundays. And, um, that's a lot of work to have a whole salad bar set up and have three desserts and have two entrees. And, uh, and so we kind of put it out there. We're like, Hey, for the next six weeks, we're going to do only salad bar and a plated entree. And that's what it is. Here's a different price point. And uh, the reaction to that was like, yay. And and Uh it's like, why didn't we do this years ago? What were we so, you know, afraid of of changing? So um, I I think I would just say stay the course and and it's okay. But like Adam was saying. Don't be afraid to make some changes though. And don't stay, don't stay in a rut because you feel like that's what they want you to do. Because it might not necessarily be what they want you to do. And she was right. Taking the buffet away and going to open menu increase sales. We have people that wouldn't come in because it was just a buffet. So, I mean, you know, kind well, of, and now in the post COVID age, right. I am praising Jesus that we got <laughs> rid of that salad yeah. bar and the hot bar right. on time. Cause otherwise we'd be sitting with this equipment that's expensive and nothing to do with it right, right. now. So sorry for the people that bought it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to get into the social media game now because okay. this is a very special part of the business. <laughs> I think you guys have 2,200 followers on Twitter. Don, like you mentioned earlier, Newman Grove is a town of seven, 800 people. So obviously there's a pretty big disparity there. There are a lot of people outside of town that are interested in what City Cafe has to say. How did you build that social media presence and kind of what was the strategy behind that? <laughs> slowly I, and one follow at a time. Slowly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's right. It was it was exactly that. Um, we had several different accounts that we kind of engaged with that had higher um, follower numbers that kind of helped support us and still do support us. Um, I think it's just engagement and consistency. Mm-hmm. I try to put something out or we try to put something out, if not daily, just about every, I mean, every day during the day that the cafe is open, there's at least a picture of the board that goes up. Um, but we try to just incorporate random stuff around town, random stuff in the cafe, you know, rural America, Newman Grove, just, just slice just, of life, just slice of life yeah. kind of stuff. Um, just so you, I guess, so you can kind of experience that a little bit and maybe, change stereotypes to a degree or, or, you know, kind of have a good laugh. I don't, I don't know. I think it's consistency. It's probably what I would say. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, Dan, you have a pretty good, you're 10,000 or some followers. I mean, like um, you uh, also, like Adam was saying, there's some bigger accounts that kind of latched on. And if you, if you genuinely interact with people, like remember there's a human on the other side of that account. And so there's something that you can relate to. Um, And so um, I don't know. Well, you even got some pretty big national names to like, like, uh, the tater tot hot dish versus casserole debate. Right. Uh-huh, I don't yeah. know. If it, that's a big deal in Minnesota. Right. Or Minnesota. I should say. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Zimmer and we, we, 
I was having this bantering thing with a couple guys in town on, on Twitter and it was a hot dish. It's casserole. And so I just like tagged him in it and he came out and said, you know, casserole is mixed and hot dish is layered. And, and <laughs> it's just, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun to, to kind of, to do that, I guess. Um, I, w- I would say, well, and even like for the locals, we can say, oh, there's a big Twitter person coming up. And they're like, who, what? So like the 930 coffee guys, they don't, you know, they don't care. We were helping them program their phones. And uh-huh. stuff. Um, but the one thing that did kind of get us some street cred was he had tagged um, cable guy in some stuff and he like responded and interacted yeah. a little oh, bit. Nice. And that was like, yeah. I, I think finally some of the, the coffee guys were like, oh, wow. Okay. Larry the okay. cable guy. Yeah. 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 I know what Twitter is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, I mean, I will say we've spent the last couple of years, well, we've, we've kind of hauled the kids back and forth across the state to see stuff. We've been doing the Nebraska passport and we'll try and look up if we're going to specific towns, their version of the cafe or donut shop or whatever. And we try to, to, to stop at those places. And I try to, first thing I go to before I actually Google it is I go to social media, see if there's any presence. And a lot of them, you might see like a post once a week, mm-hmm. once a month, there might not be anything. And so I feel like that's kind of the go-to anymore versus initially Googling is you look to see if there's any activity on social media. And if there is, then you kind of see what kind of traction they have. And you're like, oh, okay, well, they're active. Okay, well, then they are open, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that makes a difference too. Yeah, I think your consistency is definitely something that stands out. I know I'm someone, especially now that I'm working from home, I get up around 6.20, 6.30 every morning and just like get to work right away. And I can expect if there's not a post up yeah. of the of the of the special <laughs> right. board by that point, it's going to be up within like 15 minutes or half right. an hour, and I can just be like, "Oh, there's a wonderful looking meal that I can't have today." But right. but, <laughs> but it is nice to have the consistency right. because it's like I know that's going to be there every day. But I think even more important than that is the accessibility that right. you mentioned. Is that you are interacting with people? Right. There are so few brands, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything. You know, they'll get messages, and I understand. They might get a lot of messages. Right. It's a big job to manage social media accounts. But for you to take your personal time out, and I mean, usually you're responding to people within a few hours at the latest. Yeah. I, like, I think that that's really special. And I know for me, when I was still trying to figure out what City Cafe was exactly, and I would tweet at you guys and stuff, I would get responses. And right. I was like, oh, is exactly like right. you mentioned there is a human behind this thing. This is cool. Let's, I mean, it's funny because we'll, we'll get to the pie run here in a minute, but that initial pie run was kind of a, a sporadic last minute thing. Uh-huh. And when we had to pull the post down to stop, we were still getting DMs. I mean, it was three, four hours later. I mean, it kind of carried over into the next day, but the bulk of it was going for several hours after that. And we spent a good chunk of time responding to every single message, even if they didn't make the cut, letting them know they didn't make the cut, but keep their eyes, you know, peeled for the next one because we wanted, you know, we don't want to let people down, you mm-hmm. know, we want to acknowledge you if you're acknowledging us. So we don't want to take anyone for granted, I guess, is what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're here. Let's get, <laughs> it. Let's, let's get into the Pyron. That was kind of the thing that I feel like that was yeah. most of Omaha's introduction to City Cafe. Sure. Just where did the idea come from? How did it spark? Well, it started with Twitter. um, And we tried to kind of keep it a Twitter thing. Um, We have a follower, um, Jen Bauer, Aunt Jen. Aunt Jen. You follow her. She's been up um, a few times before, and she said she's working at home during the pandemic, and she was tired of looking at her four walls and said, I want to get out. I'm going to come up and visit you guys. 
And uh, she came up, well, she kind of pitched the idea of, hey, if, if you want to send any pies down, I could run pies to people, you know. And we're thinking. We thought maybe, 10 to 12. Maybe, maybe <laughs> like, a dozen pies. So we we didn't went, think anyone was going to really take right. that up. We mm-hmm. went in the back room and I'm like, okay, we have enough supplies for it. We can make these and these, right. but, you know, that's it. So we called her and said, hey, we're going to put a post up. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And, and then it kind of blew up and <laughs> we uh, kind of had to curtail it there. And, and, and she came up and she... She has a little Volvo station wagon, and she made kind of a little makeshift shelf in the back of it there. And we ended up doing, what do we do, 48 whole pies? I don't, it's all a blur yeah. at this point. 48 pies and 85 hand, hand pies. pies in 36 hours. Yeah. yeah. Those, those are the stats, that at least was, according to the World Herald. Yeah, that was all of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of a, a little bit of a whirlwind, but it that definitely helped boost, you know, following numbers and, and a lot more engagement, so... So wait, take me back to that moment exactly, because I remember I saw the initial tweet and I talked to Sarah and I was like, hey, they're doing this pie run. I've heard these pies are really good. And she's like, well, you know, I want to talk to my dad, see if he wants one. Do you mind if we wait a little bit? And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. We can message him tomorrow or we can respond tomorrow. And then like 30 minutes later, I see another tweet that was like, no, it's closed now due to overwhelming response. I was like, no. So what is it like for you after you put that tweet out and you start to see the tweets roll in? Was there... Is it excitement? Is it panic? She got All excited. The above? I got nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I go, we have to figure out where to cap this at because, you know, this was Friday night and Jen was coming yeah, you up. guys still had service to yeah, do too. Jen was coming yeah. up at noon on Sunday and we still had all day Saturday with, you know, breakfast and, and uh-huh. supper, noon and lunch. And um, so, <laughs> yeah, that was a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we were excited and a little bit terrified at the same time, right. if that's possible. Uh, so we were really fired up and I was like, all right, let's go. Let's start rolling out the dough. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 let's sleep for a few hours first. <laughs> um, and that was a long day. Uh, Cause as you had mentioned, we still had breakfast and lunch service to go right. through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know they took a picture of it, but we have one oven, like a regular residential oven. That's it's it. Scratch and, and dent section or special from uh, the Mart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a commercial oven by any means. So right. it, it, it got to work out. It's gotten a workout. It's still getting a workout. It's still getting a workout. <laughs> I'm making pies tonight still. So yeah. um, it, it's that thing where you're like, okay, let's tabulate. Let's see where we're at. Let's and then trying to match people's uh, Twitter handle to their real name right. to their Venmo. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, right. So I made a spreadsheet trying to track all this stuff, and uh, we got smart the second round. We right. went ahead and just did like the Square mobile ordering uh-huh. app because right. worked out very nicely. Yes. Saved me hours of time trying to track all that, so that worked out much better. Um, and we figured out we went ahead since we saw that there was such a demand, we could plan a little bit better. Um, we needed to order more pie tins, order more boxes. Right. And at that point in the pandemic, there was still kind of delays in shipping and supplies. So that took us almost a month to get all that stuff back on hand. I mean, I, I think we went into it initially. We we're trying to think outside the box and she threw that idea out there and we thought, well, hey, we can make a couple bucks doing this and, you know, send some pies down and that would be it. And we didn't really anticipate the, um, yeah. The turnout. The turnout, the, I guess, or yeah. interest, I suppose. Mm-hmm. interest. And, and so it kind of just went yeah. from there. Well, and we've talked about before, like, um, with altering to carry out service only, mm-hmm. the town was amazingly supportive when that first rolled out. Right. It was St. Patrick's Day, right? Like March 17th right. or 18th. And so... Um, 
there was a lot of people, I think, that were just staying in town. They weren't going to larger cities. And so they were still getting a fair amount of food from the cafe because it still kind of felt safe within your zip code. You know, right. you're kind of in a bubble in Newman Grove. And so we were experiencing some definite uptick in lunch orders, uh, which was great. And then breakfast fell off the face of the earth, right? right? And we normally, in May, would do a fair amount of graduation party catering and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so all that was gone. So we had done a few things just locally, like we did, uh, we said, hey, we're going to make some cinnamon right. rolls. If anybody wants a dozen or so, message us here. We ended up making 63 half pans of cinnamon rolls. Oh my uh, so, right. but that was just locally. Yeah, I mean, no was, one... It was just a local Facebook yeah. post and, and that blew up. So. Yeah. We've, we've been trying to piece kind of some different ambitious projects to kind of fill the gaps. Right. So without the breakfast crowd from about 8 to 11, we had some uninterrupted time that we could work on projects. And so we were doing like take and break, take and bake uh, Easter casseroles and we're doing these cinnamon rolls and um, some other stuff that we were trying to do locally. And so when Jen was coming up, we're like, yeah, we'll do 10 or 12 pies or, or something. Right. That sounds great. And then you know, it went a little bit bigger than that. And, um, and so we just kind of chuckled because you can only feed a town our size so often Uh and so much, you know, they kind of get saturated. (laughs) And so, uh, we'll just go find a new market, I guess, you know, like (laughs) just take over Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, Oh, there you go. We'll just move on. So, well, that's kind of where Verz comes in because he he got wind of it on social media and he goes, well, I've got connections there. You know, Mm -hmm. my grandma's there. My folks are from there. Let's check this out. And so he called us and said he'd, he was interested in running the next one, and we're like, oh, let's, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. calm down. We just did this first yeah. one. Well, and at the we had ordered new windows, yeah. like, back in October because uh-huh. our windows were, like, single-pane, ancient, like, right. frosty over and stuff. And so uh, we had talked about getting some more windows put in, and he finally got them ordered. And he, so uh, the contractor called in April, and he's like, I can put them in. We're like, that's great timing yeah. because um, that was kind of that moment so we could kind of regroup and – and all that. So Matt had called right when there was like just plastic sheeting up uh, at the cafe. And I'm like, I'm not making pies right now. Let's make a plan for what that looks like next month. Uh Um, And so it worked out really well with Matt. We ended up doing it again with Matt and uh, we've done it twice now. And and he picked him up the first time. And then we took him down the second time there when I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he kind of pitched the idea of, of selling pie at, at Pizone's and we're like, sure. Okay. Well, let's, let's see where this goes. And so we kind of have a, a little bit of a trial run we're doing right now through July and August, and we'll see how that goes and where we go from there. Um, it's tentatively not another pie run planned, but that's, you know, don't always say subject never. to change. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Never say never. So yeah. that's kind of where we're at now. So listeners, if you want to get your hands on a slice <laughs> of city cafe pie, you can go to Paisons on the weekends, correct? We've been taking him down on Thursdays. I think okay. he's been trying. He's been trying to offer him Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or um, as supplies last. Or as yes. supplies yeah. last. I know he's he's had people hit him up for whole pies, and I know he's been doing that. And so, um, it sounds, and if you have like messaged and then right. they yes. add him in. Are there um, any specific flavors people can look out for? Well, right now, so we had arranged with him just so I can order and coordinate a little bit easier. So he has peanut butter, apple, and peach crumb for mm, July, that peach and crumb. then. In August, we're probably going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. Peanut butter has a pretty loyal following at this point. <laughs> it though. looks delicious. My goodness. I think yeah. it's Matt's favorite. That's yeah. why. <laughs> Is that, that's why he kept it on the list. We're all partial. I hear that you might like Toll House now. I don't I know. know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So if anyone go to Paisans and get a slice of pie, if you 
want a toll house pie, it is worth driving to Newman <laughs> Grove for. This is like a warm chocolate chip cookie baked into a pie crust, which yeah. is probably, and then topped with some awesome vanilla ice cream. Right. That's not something I knew I needed in my life before <laughs> last Saturday. And now I'm, just like, now. Yeah, now I'm just like chasing that yeah. dream until I get it again. It was so good. Oh, man. But yeah, that, that's just another reason to, to visit and get it fresh. But okay, so I want to go back to that moment real quick after the first pie run. You load the, the last pie into Jen's truck or her car. Yeah. She, she leaves. We, what's the feeling is it like we just have a huge sigh of relief yeah is it yeah. Are, are you thinking like that was incredible that was awesome or is it we're never doing that again i think there was a lot of we're never doing this again during the middle of it but yeah. as soon as it's like driving yeah. down the road you're like well hey that wasn't as bad <laughs> um like no, any traumatic was, example you right, know it, it gets was, better the further away you it was are a from big it. sigh of relief honestly we sat down and and just tried to try to soak it in there for a minute what happened and it's funny because we kind of started cleaning up and we're getting ready to leave the cafe and all of a sudden our phones start buzzing because we're getting tagged in mm-hmm. all these posts. And it was mm-hmm. kind of surreal seeing pictures because uh, the initial pie run, she went to the Target on on West Center there and kind of handed them out in the parking lot there. And we're getting all these pictures of people standing around <laughs> waiting in line to get pies that there we made. There was a crowd uh-huh. at the Target parking lot. And we're lot. like, wow, that's just surreal seeing yeah. that. You know? Well, and uh-huh. like normally we make food, but like we're literally serving it to you. I know who I'm feeding. Right. And now I'm like, I'm making this pie and I'm sending it off to people that I don't know. And uh, like, for example, if you get a piece where like maybe the crust is broken, you're like, ah, that one's for Mike. It'll be okay. Right. He's, you know, he's not very picky. But then like, if it's someone that you don't know, you want this to be like, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like you want it to just yeah. be a great example. You want it to like represent the cafe well. You want to represent town well. Um, and so you're kind of stressing over everything that you're putting in that box. Um, and but then you also have to remember this is all homemade. So it's going to be not consistent, right. a little quirky on the yeah. edges or whatever. And then Adam was trying to personalize the boxes just to kind of fit like their Twitter avatar or whatever they're they're known for. So their niche, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that speaks right back into like, you know, you responding to people on social right. media is right. all these boxes. Right. At least a lot of the ones I saw on social media were right. personalized right. like. When we ended up getting ours, we weren't on the first one, but we got one on a subsequent run. It said, like, thanks for hopping in or something like that. And, like, even a little (laughs) thing like that, just the fact that you guys are making hundreds of pies, yet taking the time to individualize each one, that speaks so much to just, like, the character that you guys and the restaurant have. And I think that's really special. Well, and we genuinely thank and appreciate right. all of the support that people have, have given. I mean, we are not food connoisseurs by right. any stretch of the imagination. Like there's a time and a place for really great, fancy food. And like, that's not really what the cafe is. There's a, you know, a, right. a, a niche for everybody, but um, by golly, if you want to talk about like genuine connection, come on up. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's it's also a I tough business to be in. And so we don't want to ever take anyone for granted. You know, it's, you know, our, our, appreciation lies pretty deep, you know, and, and we just hope that, you know, people continue to support the cafe so we can keep it going. So mm-hmm. now you mentioned that Vers was the one who brought the idea of another pie run to the table. Yeah. So once you get the new windows put in, do you guys just kind of look at each other and you're like, let's go. Do we do that yeah. again? Yeah. Or, or you knew I, that I, that was something yeah. you wanted no, to do? No, we were doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we called Matt and, and talked it over with him and kind of figured out a date and a time that worked for him. And he came up, visited grandma and swung over and picked him up. And 
to his credit, he brought us some par-baked pizza. Yeah, he's... Oh, my gosh. That was my first example of having the Dave get out. (laughs) You guys did a special devoted to the Dave about a week or two ago. I texted Matt and said, hey, can we rip off the kind of the the theme of the Dave and incorporate that into a sandwich? And he goes, by all means. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a fun... It's kind of a fun thing, I guess. Um, I think think it works out best for him. It has his ties to to Newman Grove, uh-huh. it's a small town, you know, being a GI kid and, and living out in the central part of the state. And, and it has our ties to Omaha. It's kind of nice to connect that, you know, with these runs. So, so what was the response when you put out the bat signal for the second run compared we were, to the first one? We were, we were much better more prepared. prepared. Yeah. Yes. So by doing the online store, you could put a certain number in inventory ah, and yes. versus just ding, 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 ding. Uh-huh. And you're like trying to make hash mark tallies. And oh my gosh. So, um, that worked that made so much difference. better. And uh, and even the night after we put the link up, I was like, hey, we're doing that again. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I don't care how much it is. That's worth it. Um, and so it just made it a lot easier. And we knew what we were going to be offering. Uh, we saw that there was a big enough market, that there was an interest. Um, and the, the thing is, like, we're kind of, I think, humbled and honored because you can get some really amazing pie in Omaha and you don't right. have to commit, you know, to coming to pick it up at a certain time or a certain location. You can just go somewhere and get whatever you want. Um, and so it's pretty, I think we were honored that people would trust us to make something that they would like. And they're, uh, we were joking cause somebody had like $124 in their order between oh pies gosh. and hand pies and they got a shirt and, and you're like, these people are just handing us money, right. <laughs> hoping on faith that we are really going to follow through on this. So we were just kind of, uh, enjoying the moment and right. just being appreciative, I think. But. Um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like, obviously once COVID hits, it affects every restaurant. It probably affects you guys uniquely as well because you're, you know, one of the most popular spots and one of the few spots, I, I shouldn't say few, but you know, one of the more well-known spots in town. Right. And you kind of mentioned some of the different things that you came up with when that stuff stuff starts coming down, do you guys just hunker down and get in a room and throw a bunch of ideas against the wall, or what, what was that like? Well, I mean, it's yeah. even pre-pandemic, and, and it starts up in to January. Now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're constantly discussing different different ideas and different things to come up with, you know, food wise or or you know whatnot, and you know, it kind of became a little more intense during that. What do we need to do here to to make up the difference here? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think in January, so I kind of do the number stuff a little bit more. And so um, in January, when you start doing your annual stuff and you get all your tax documents prepared and you're like, okay, so our blood, sweat and tears earned us this much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have an ongoing list. We try to be a little planful. So we have like um, like eight top line growth ideas. And we have like if our dream list, what could we do to make it even better or more efficient? If we got a second oven, what would that look like? How, what's our break even on that? Right. If we switch to a sprayer for the dishwasher, what would that, you know? Right. And, um, and so you kind of start um, business-wise thinking about it a little differently. And so when we saw that we were going to be losing out on all of our breakfast crowd, we're like, okay, well, we're going to be paying for some labor because we don't want Dolores to not get paid. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What are we going to do with her at this point? So um, that's when we started doing some of the more project-based Based sales stuff, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think when you, I mean, to step back for just a moment, we're pretty big followers of like Dave Ramsey and just debt-free living and things. And I think when you don't have a big 
mortgage hanging over your head, you make different decisions Mm -hmm. and you aren't, you don't make decisions out of fear or out of need. You are willing to take a little more risk, I think. And so part of that was just kind of biting off a few pieces of things that we weren't sure was going to go super great, but it all worked out in the long end. And, um, I don't know. I I think we're, um, trying to find the best way that we can grow our business given our location. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to make it so distance isn't limiting, but maybe that's actually an attraction point. Mm -hmm. And I think it is like, I mean, again, just to use our personal story, like Sarah and I just took a day trip out there. We're like, you know what? We're going to make a day out of this. We're going to explore smaller town, Nebraska. We're going to get out of Omaha and those six to eight hours on Saturday were like probably the first time in a long time where we didn't talk about anything COVID related. We didn't think about it. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't top of mind. It was just like, oh, this is, this is just life again. This is just us in the car. This is just us taking a walk through a neighborhood, not having to avoid people on the sidewalks. This is us just enjoying a good meal. Like everything about it was just so normal and it was so nice. Yeah, everyone should follow his instructions. Go ahead and do that also. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like you were talking about just walking on the sidewalks. I mean, that's what it's like living in Newman Grove. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so idyllic. Uh, Our kids walk to school. And if I want to keep track, I can walk out the front step of the cafe and I can look and see their sidewalk to school. Uh I mean, everything. We live three and a half blocks from the cafe. We walk up in the morning. It's you want to be car free? Not a problem. The grocery store is across the street. So. So um, it's just an easier way of life. And so you're right, talking about pre-COVID, it's not stress-free by any means, but it's just a lot of the worries about traffic lights or uh, congestion doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of have to laugh because we used to, when we lived in Omaha, we'd be like, no, we'd only go to Lincoln maybe once or twice a year because why would I drive all the way down there? (laughs) And now we're like, yeah, let's go to Columbus. I mean, Uh and that's 45 minutes also, so... It's just funny how your perspective changes, I think, because travel time is is pretty different uh, uh-huh. living up there now. But Yeah. Well, we've talked about several menu items. We talked about pies, uh, you know, talked about some of the specials. The burgers are fantastic. I can endorse those. <laughs> Thank you. But I think we, we can't get out of here without mentioning the Grovers. And that's this is a special that runs every once in a while, but it's just so delicious. Break down this just glorious item for me, please. Well, okay. So going back, um, well, Adam probably couldn't share the story. So we, Phyllis had every once in a while would do her version, right. Uh Of a homemade, um, a Nebraska classic sandwich that starts with an R and and so she would do them every now and then. And so uh, early on we, cause we get our buns delivered from um, through the grocery store. And so if you're out of buns, that's it. The next delivery doesn't come till Friday. And so um, we, at one point we're trying to figure out how, what special we could do. Cause we were out of buns. So this was back in 14. Yeah, we decided to go ahead and do a quick batch. One and of we those did growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> so we did, um, and we did, I think 27 used to be our normal amount. Right. Um, and so we previously on social media called them like, hey, try our homemade Runza. Uh huh. And then we got some mail. We got to see real fast. Yeah. This is, and this is before, really before the Twitter account. I mean, there was, 
maybe 50 people on the Facebook account and maybe wow maybe yeah. they track and you down yeah yeah they real fast. <laughs> big brother runs it might have been right. like the second or third time we even did them it was it was early early on we were just laughing because they have way more lawyers than we right. ever will and uh-huh. so that's fine I'll sign the paper and stop calling we, it that yeah, not a problem runs it. we love temperature oh, yeah, days, so awesome. yes <laughs> January and February, I'm yeah. in line with that free card. So we kind of did like a casual, you know, tongue in cheek Facebook competition um, or nicknaming competition. And, you know, we had, we kind of engaged the town to come up with names for it. And, and someone suggested Grover. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of quirky. And it ties into Grove or Grover. And mm-hmm. we just kind of went with it. And it yeah. was. Anything that's two syllables is a winner in my book. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so we make the dough from scratch. It's, you know, there's nothing super secret about it. And uh, and then we chop up the cabbage and the onions and we brown the beef and we season it. And um, yeah, we do it all. So you roll it out, you put the cheese in, you, the whole thing. So we make them all from scratch. We ended up doing 91... At one point, I, I will say, yeah, especially since the pandemic has hit, that has become a staple, like a favorite staple, because we would average twenty seven like, was our normal 27, size. Twenty seven, yeah. yeah, maybe you know, maybe three dozen total, and like it has taken off, and we've gotten upwards of what's the biggest most we've done ninety one, ninety one, yeah. Oh my, I mean, between sixty and ninety, I mean, that's just insane, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, it just. I would like to think that, you know, <laughs> a small town can only handle so much cabbage, right. you know, I mean, like, <laughs> you think there's got to be a, an end in sight, but, um, so they've been pretty popular. I will say that they're, we try to make it a pretty good serving size. Yeah. Uh, we have a good amount of people that, cause it's easy to hold. And so right. if you're doing tractor work or, mm-hmm. or right. whatever in the fields, it's easy to, we call it field food, but it's easier to have in a box. It's not going to trash, you right. know, the cab of your truck or whatever. Um, and so that's also a popular thing for harvest and planting seasons. Um, and it's good car food. So mm-hmm. yeah, I will say after sampling them, it is about, I would say about 40% bigger than the original product. And right. it that's tastes like assessment. Yeah. if someone hand made it, like if grandma made you that product and this is about what you would expect yeah. and it is very delicious and that is no shade on the original product no. which yeah. we all love right. we're nebraskans right but <laughs> this this might the river might be a little bit better i'm just <laughs> i'm just gonna quietly say that and hope that no lawyers come after me um guys it has just been such a pleasure thank you so much i want to be clear these two drove up from newman grove to come to Omaha to do this podcast. That is just fantastic dedication. I am so appreciative of you two for, for making the journey. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to this, go to Newman Grove, check out city cafe at the very least go to Paisons on a weekend and grab a couple slices of pie, because I think a, you're going to be very happy and B you're going to want to go to Newman Grove after that. So guys, Thank you so much for joining thanks me. Thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah, thanks for it. having us. We yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It was great to meet you and Sarah. Nebraska, thanks so much for eating with us. A Parkville Media Production.